Welcome to the Equip Podcast. Here you'll find conversations from people of all different walks of life, sharing their experiences, the things the Lord has taught them, and things to equip you. Equip is based on Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, that talks about equipping God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. That is our goal here, to build you up and equip you through seasons of ups and downs in life. Welcome back to the Equip Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gibson, and today I'm joined by Keely Burks. Keely is a licensed professional counselor and supervisor and owner of Restore Counseling in Tyler. She's passionate about helping marriages and families heal from wounds, whether traumatic, relational, or emotional in nature. She's married to her wonderful husband, Ben, and they have three busy and beautiful children. Today, Keely and I will be talking about how to support a loved one with mental health challenges, whether that be a spouse, a child, or a close friend or family member. So welcome, Keely. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So let's dive right in. We know that mental health issues affect a lot of people, mm-hmm. and sometimes people's response to something may actually be a response to what they're dealing with internally. True. So how should you handle situations without getting your feelings hurt or taking their reactions to their own depression, anxiety, or whatever it may be mm-hmm. personal? Yeah, um, that's a really hard question because I think when we are in the middle of um, – being in relationship with people, we f- we forget sometimes mm-hmm. what's going on inside. Um, but I think one of the biggest things that we can do is just recognizing the signs of mental illness. So if you if you have somebody that you suspect might be struggling with depression or might be struggling with anxiety, um, you know you can do a little bit of research and and mm-hmm. kind of see like what are some common things that that might come up with depression or anxiety. Um, <clears throat> You know, it's interesting the way that you phrase that question about getting our feelings hurt because mm. irritability is a pretty common symptom with depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, with that being so common, there definitely are going to be times that people do take things personally. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Um, I don't know that you can avoid that mm-hmm. um, entirely, but um, I think remembering that, knowing you're not going to get it right 100% of the time, mm-hmm. maybe not even 50% of the time, <laughs> if we're honest. But um, being able to have grace for the other person um, and have grace for yourself mm-hmm. um, and knowing that you are, you're doing the best you can and so are they. Yeah. Um, so I think one thing that's really helpful is, is if you can kind of separate out the person from their struggle, like mm-hmm. being able to say, Hey, that's. I think that was probably their anxiety talking, mm-hmm. um, and and this may be a, a thought process that you go through after the fact, like mm-hmm. after you've taken it personally mm-hmm. and maybe exploded or had a reaction that you're not super proud of. Um, that you may come back later and and be like, man, yeah, that I didn't handle that well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think in those moments when we sometimes do take things personally that aren't meant to be personal, um, being able to come back and repair Mm -hmm. is really, really crucial. Um, and honestly, um, we, uh, we, sometimes we call those ruptures in relationships. And so when ruptures happen, being able to come back and repair those actually makes the relationship stronger Mm. than it was before the rupture happened. Um, and so it actually helps to create, a healthier relationship. So how would you do that? Just say, hey, you really hurt my feelings with this or 
hey, maybe this is something else going on. Yeah. I think one of the one of the first things you want to do is take ownership of the of the thing that you did that contributed to the mm. problem. Mm-hmm. So so if you reacted in a negative way and you realize later like, oh man, I think they were just having an anxious moment mm-hmm. and I took and I took it personally mm-hmm. and I thought they were being mean to me. Mm-hmm. Um being able to come back and starting from a place of <clears throat> repentance and confession and being able to say, hey, you know, remember when we had that conversation a little while ago or yesterday or last week or whatever it was, um, man, I think I kind of messed up. Like now that I looking back on it, I can see like, I think maybe you were having an anxious moment or, or you were struggling, you're feeling really sad that day, or you'd had a bad day, (laughs) even if they don't, even if they're not depressed, um, or don't have consistent anxiety, maybe they just had a bad day Mm -hmm. and you took that personally. Um, being able to say like that, my feelings were hurt. And maybe they shouldn't have been hurt. Maybe I, I should have been able to see in that moment or could have been able to see mm-hmm. in that moment that <clears throat> that what was actually like what was actually going on there. Um, and I'm sorry that I took that personally. And this was hurtful to me, too. Mm-hmm. So that's it's a there's a confession on on your end of, hey, this is what I could have done differently. Also. For future reference, <laughs> this made me feel. The, yeah, this was this was hurtful mm-hmm. for me too, um, and and doing that in a moment when things are calm is really critical. Yeah. Um, you don't want to, when they're already irritable, try to bring those things up and make it worse. That's right. Which is probably going to be really helpful too with like a teenager who may not understand the feelings that they're having to yep. s- break it down in that way of like absolutely i reacted poorly but absolutely. this was hurtful to me and just because i'm your parent doesn't mean i'm immune to getting hurt that's yes and man that is such a that, that is such an important lesson for teenagers to to hear and understand too is like parents aren't robots mm-hmm. <laughs> and i think sometimes they think that that they are mm-hmm. um like parents don't have feelings and can't get their feelings hurt but that's obviously that's not true yeah you know we're parents are parents are people too mm-hmm. and so um yeah that's part of part of parenting is sometimes that you do get your feelings hurt um and being able to ha- model how to handle hurt feelings in a healthy way mm-hmm. is and model apologies in a healthy yes, way. Absolutely. It's crucial. I mean, and, and truly, it actually creates so much more trust, a higher mm-hmm. level of trust, because when you mess up, if you're willing to come back and own it without someone having to say, hey, you were wrong. Mm-hmm. If you come back and say, I was wrong before they have a chance to tell you you were wrong, like that, it completely changes the relationship where people, the the whether it's your child, your spouse, whoever... They feel like, man, I can, I can trust mom mm-hmm. when when she does something wrong. I can trust that even if she doesn't come back right away, either she's going to see that she was wrong, or I can come to her and say, "Mom, I didn't really like it when mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z." Um, and it's a safe place to do that. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. So so crucial. Mm-hmm. So when you're dealing with a spouse or even a friend. How do you offer support without feeling like you're parenting your spouse? Yes. <laughs> um, the short answer is I don't think you can. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, you know, I think one of the really crucial things um, in being in a relationship, especially when it's another adult, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's different when it's your kids. That's that's a different, I feel like those are two different 
subjects there. Mm-hmm. But when it's another adult that is struggling with mental illness, whatever it may be, um, we are pretty limited to our how much responsibility we have in those situations. And I think especially for women and wives and mamas, we're used to being the caregivers, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. we're used to taking so much responsibility. And so sometimes I think we almost feel guilty if we say, that's not my job. Yeah. Like, it's your job to keep up with your appointments. It's your job to keep up with your meds. It's your job mm-hmm. to work on changing your thinking. Mm-hmm. I can't do that for you. And you can't. And we'll burn ourselves out trying to. Yes, that's exactly right. And so, and then you're not helpful for anybody, right? Mm-hmm. You're you're just kind of useless in general at that point, which is hard because then you have to just sit back and watch the ball drop mm-hmm. because people have to learn on their own. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Now, of course, with kids, you know, it's a little different. Um, you know, obviously, they need to be reminded to take their meds. They need to be driven to appointments. Uh-huh. You know, they're not going to be able to keep up with those things. Um <clears throat> But I think one thing that um, with kids and with teenagers, too, is, you know, if you have if you have a child or teenager that maybe is a little resistant to taking medication, um, pay attention to what they're saying. Mm -hmm. So if they're saying, like, I don't like how I feel on this medication, listen to that Mm -hmm. and pay attention to that. Um, It doesn't necessarily mean they shouldn't take it. But maybe it might mean they shouldn't take it. It might mean they need to try something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> I would say, and of course, like a lot of this is very situational and case yeah. by case. But um, but I would say in general, you know, if you have a child um, that consistently says they don't feel good on a certain medication, then you probably Listen. need to do something different. Yeah. 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 Um, so you don't want to keep forcing them to do something that is making them super tired or they're losing weight because they don't have an appetite and they're not mm-hmm. eating or um, they have headache, chronic headaches all the time because of the medication. You know, the, I mean, nobody wants to feel like that. No. So, um, yeah, I think it's really important to listen and pay attention. And and if you notice that things are better when they're on their medication, help them recognize that for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like say, you know, you can ask questions like, um, well, how do you feel? Do you notice a difference when you're on your medica- when you mm-hmm. take your medicine versus when you don't? What's different? What do you notice that's different? And so you again, you're teaching them to take responsibility for their own wellness, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that as they get older, they're not asking everybody else to do it for them. They've already learned, mm-hmm. like, oh, I can I can listen to my when body. You launch them into the world. They're ready. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So speaking of children, how do you know? when it's time for counseling. Like if your child's if you're noticing signs of anxiety or depression or even just anger, mm-hmm. how do you know, okay, this needs to be addressed professionally? Absolutely, yeah. You know, there's kind of three things that I think of. Um, one is pervasiveness. And so what we mean by that is just like, is this happening in multiple different areas? Mm-hmm. Are they struggling at school and at church and at home, and at soccer, and at gymnastics, Mm -hmm. and at, you know, so if you're seeing this kind of across the board, that would definitely be a sign that, like, we need to do something about this. Mm -hmm. Um, And whatever tools we are trying to use, it's just not enough. Um, So I'd say that for sure would be one. And 
Um, another thing is um, the length of time that they've been struggling with it. So is this something that's been going on for months? If so, that probably is a good indicator that, you know, maybe this is a bigger thing than than what we can manage on our own at home. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's interesting because there, there are definitely different periods um, during kiddos' development where there seems to be higher anxiety and depression. Um, it's funny, around <clears throat> age seven is a very common age um, for kids to, yeah, it's very interesting um, for kids to to exhibit some anxiety symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not quite sure what it is. I, I probably should do a little deeper dive into that and figure out if there's some kind of brain development, something mm-hmm. that happens about that time. But um, that is a super common age um, for, for anxiety to show itself. And so we have a lot of kids that come in around age seven with anxiety. Um, So it's, it's very, so that's pretty interesting. The other Um, one like puberty or when you're leaving. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Puberty. Yeah. Pre, I would say right. Usually pre pre pubescent Mm -hmm. age, like 10 to 12 for girls. I'd probably say like 11 to 13 for boys. Um, Boys tend to have um, a couple of different periods of time. Um, Around age five, there's a pretty big wash of testosterone for boys. Um, So, Around age five, boys tend to be exhibit a lot of aggression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I think it happens somewhere, I don't quote me on this, but I think again around age 10, you see kind of see that again. Um, and then at puberty um, wow. also. Yeah. So, so you, so those are some ages you might, you, know, you can kind of look for um, with your kids. Warning and, signs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just, and, you know, you don't want to create something or assume that that's going to happen because certainly not every kid is going to struggle with like clinical issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you start seeing little things like that, you can be like, oh, yeah, well, he's five. So it's about that time. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, well, she's seven. So yeah, maybe maybe that's what or, you know, yeah, it's, you know, almost time for puberty. Mm-hmm. So we're probably going to see some little hormonal shifts and mood swings. And um, and certainly sometimes you can see the onset of mm-hmm. some depression or anxiety around those times, too. So, well, yeah. when it's a child, you as a parent have a certain level of ownership. But when looking at a friendship or a family member or more specifically a spouse, how do you decipher when to challenge and hold accountable mm-hmm. versus just offering support and encouragement? Yeah, Um this is so tough <laughs> because I think it really is going to be dependent on the person mm-hmm. and the situation. Um, some people, um, I say, like to be challenged, but um, are I would maybe are comfortable with being challenged. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you have to remember to. Um, if somebody's struggling with with one of these things, any kind of mental illness or relational issue or trauma or um, or anything like that, um, and they're exhibiting signs of it, um, you are probably seeing them at their most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if we keep that in the back of our mind. I think it kind of shifts how we approach them and how we approach and engage in that relationship. If we if you're if you're engaging with somebody that you know is vulnerable, you're going to handle that with care and concern and compassion mm-hmm. um, versus if you are looking at somebody as maybe the enemy is maybe too strong of a word, but if you're looking at somebody as like, you know, the person that you're against, um, you're going to approach that very differently. Mm -hmm. Um, And so keeping that in the back of your mind that 
you are seeing them really in probably maybe in their most vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I think sometimes can help us shift our thinking a little bit. But um, that being said, I think it can be really healthy to have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. If you know somebody is struggling, um, just ask them. Like, hey, what do you need from me right mm-hmm. now? Do you need me to hold your feet to the fire? Do you or do you just want me to be with you and mm-hmm. just sit with you in it? Mm-hmm. Um, most people, I think, would prefer the second one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because when we're struggling, we just want we want to be able to struggle and know that we're okay. Yeah. That it's okay for us to struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think asking their permission to confront, saying if I asking, hey, if I see a time, I think, like if I notice you haven't been taking your medication, like, is it okay if I say something to you? Is it okay if I approach you with that, with gentleness and mm-hmm. kindness, um, because I want what's best for you? So that's a conversation in a calm period. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's another calm conversation. Not n- Certainly not in the heat of the moment, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any scripture that can be helpful in some of these situations? Yeah, you know, I was thinking through um, through that question, and I really thought of two different stories um, in the Bible. One is the story of Hannah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was thinking about how, you know, you have this woman, um, you know, she's married to um, Elkanah, I think was her, husband, her husband's name, and Hannah wasn't able to have children, mm-hmm. and of course, at that time— and still today, um, I think still infertility is such a hard thing for a woman. Um, and certainly then it was too. And so um, she's infertile, struggling to have children, and 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 really struggling, struggling, struggling with the fact that she can't have children. Um, I think in, uh, this is in 1 Samuel chapter 1 is where this story takes place, but um, in verse 7, <clears throat> it actually says that Hannah wept and would not eat. Mm. And what does that sound like? Depression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And so <clears throat> she... In that moment, her husband sees her, and it's it's kind of funny the way that he engages because I'm like, man, I've seen this in counseling so many times. <laughs> Where he comes in, he's like, "Why are you sad? Am I not good enough for you? Like, what's the, what's the matter? Why are you so upset?" And and he totally misses it, right? Mm-hmm. Like he misses her. He doesn't see her at all. And then um, she goes to the temple and is weeping and weeping and weeping. I think it said bitterly weeping before mm-hmm. the Lord. I mean, she's just so devastated over this. And um, and then the priest comes in, sees her, thinks she's drunk the way that she's acting. And of course, she explains like, no, 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 no. That's not what's happening. Like, I'm just so really broken. Mm-hmm. I'm just so broken over this. And um, and in that moment, the priest, Eli, sees her and and kind of blesses her and is like, hey, I hope the Lord gives you what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it says she we- she left and she wasn't sad anymore. Her face wasn't long, is mm-hmm. what it says. And so, which I think that it's interesting that we see her weeping in the temple. Yes. Which is such a beautiful picture of what it, the church is supposed to look like. Absolutely. That everyone is welcomed in your brokenness. That's Not, right. we need to cover up our brokenness, put the band-aids on, put the masks on. Absolutely. Everything's fine. Are you good? I'm good. But to be able to show up so broken yep. before the Lord and Ugh. his people and 
to receive healing from that. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, it is, it's such a beautiful image, um, again, of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And once she was seen and, and that, um, that vulnerability was acknowledged and addressed, even Mm -hmm. in just a, that was so simple what he did. It wasn't a big complicated and he didn't even really, he didn't fix it either. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's another thing he didn't, he he, acknowledged it. Yeah. Yeah. He just said, Hey, yeah, you're sad. I get it. Mm -hmm. You have every right to be sad right now. Mm -hmm. And, and then she was better. And so I think, um, or not that she was like better, better, but she was able to leave. And that, I think that, it's kind of that oh, this sounds a little too spiritual like the spirit of depression but but the depression lifted some like mm-hmm. she was at least not as sad as she was when she came in yeah um so yeah i thought of that i also thought about jesus in the garden um and the level of anxiety that he mm-hmm. had you know the sweating drops of blood which none of us i think can relate to that at all um but in Matthew twenty six thirty eight, um, where he, you know, he's like begging his disciples mm-hmm. to come, and and it actually says it says then he said to them, Jesus said to them, my soul is very sorrowful even to death. Remain here and watch with me. Mm-hmm. It was just a, please just be with me, just be with me. You can't fix this, you can't take it away, you can't change it, but you can be with me in it. Mm-hmm. And I think. Um, I think both of those are really beautiful examples of what we can do um, as believers, as moms, as spouses, as friends, daughters, um, what we can do to to just be with our people. We don't have to fix all the things mm-hmm. um, and we don't have to be everybody's accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would say leave that to the professionals. <laughs> yeah. It will save it Please. will save your relationship. Uh-huh. <laughs> let 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 the doctors, let the therapists, let the psychiatrists, let them take take over the accountability piece mm-hmm. um, as much as you can. Um, obviously, there may be some situations. Um, you know, if there's immediate danger of somebody's wanting to harm themselves obviously that's that's a little different mm-hmm. you know that's definitely mm-hmm. a situation where you need to act and mm-hmm. you need to do something um but you know if we're talking about kind of a everyday run of the mill struggling um and and hard in relationships um generally being able to be with is i think the most important thing mm-hmm yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, thank you for sharing your insight. Yeah, you're there so are two questions that we ask every Equip podcast guest. The first is, "What is something you're learning?" and the second is, "What is something you're loving?" Okay. Mm. Um, okay. So something that I am learning. Um, I I love parenting. I love learning about parenting and reading about parenting. And um, I'm actually reading a book. Um, I think it's called The Neurobiology of Parenting. Ooh. I think that's the the title of it. Um, and it's all about just how our brains function in, um, in parenting and how parenting affects our brain chemistry and the structure of our brain and neurobiology. Maybe it's neurobiology. Is that what I said? Neurobiology. I'm gonna have I think to. Think so. I'm you can send it look. to me, and I'll put it in our show notes. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna have to look at the name, but I think that's the name of it. Um, and then uh, something I'm loving. Mm-hmm. It's cooler. It's weather. so good. Isn't it? 
I am loving it. Like I had to put on a jacket today. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I I love, love, love when Which it starts to cool off. Most of our listeners are in Texas, but for those who aren't in Texas, yes. it's really hot here. We don't get a lot of cold weather. <laughs> uh, yes. It's summer, like at least six months out of the year. So we're in like towards the end of October uh-huh. and finally like kind of a cool day. <laughs> oh yeah. Which we are celebrating like sixties degree weather yes. colder like oh, this yeah this is cold. a celebration for us it's not even <laughs> yes, like cold cold i know <laughs> it's just a little cool yeah that's great <laughs> yeah well yeah. keely thanks for being here today yeah and sharing with so us welcome. thank you for having me i appreciate it thanks for listening to the equip podcast be sure to subscribe to be the first to know when a new episode drops and follow us on social media to stay connected we're at gabc underscore women see you next time